Hey there, Seda Talk listeners coming to us from around the world. This is Lydia, host of Say My Peace here on our Seda Talk podcast on Spotify. And I'm coming to you from Dublin, Ireland. And guess what time it is? It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. It's December. It's Christmas time. So we're going to take you on a little magical history tour to learn a little bit more about the history of Christmas as we know it today. And I don't know if you knew this, but it's fascinating because history tells us that Roman holiday celebration of Saturnalia, which was a festival, like a week-long festival, and we know the Roman times were from 753 BC to 476 AD, The Romans celebrated this Saturnalia festival, which came, um, the name comes from the god Saturn. And this week of festivities started on the 17th of December and went to the 23rd. And this was a really interesting time. Um, This festival meant that rules were suspended. So people didn't have to follow the normal rules. People could commit crimes without prosecution. They would dress up in different clothes. So the slaves would wear the clothes of the wealthy uh, Romans and the Romans would have to wear, um, the normal Romans would probably wear slave clothes. There was a little bit of a role reversal here, which was really interesting. And, um, Some people compare it to Halloween because of that, the wearing of costumes and kind of behaving differently than you normally do. But because of the fact that it lies in December, from the 17th to the 23rd of December, that's the Julian calendar, um, many people make the connection to Christmas. Um, The other thing that used to happen during this festival was that gifts were exchanged. So there's another little Christmas connection. So we could consider that the first kind of pagan precursor to Christmas. And when I say pagan, I mean non-Christian religion, um, polytheistic, many gods. Um, That's what we can kind of, we can look at Saturnalia as kind of like the first little hint, little clue of Christmas. And then the next time we kind of go to is you know, the post-Roman times or even into the Roman times, looking at Germanic and Celtic cultures. And we can see there's a festival called Yuletide, Y-U-L-E, Yuletide. And tide here means time. Um, And Saturnalia is, is, it's not the only pagan influence. This Yuletide is really influential on Christmas as we know it, especially in Northern European culture. as a child, I, re- I remember the Yule Log being on television. I didn't know why it was called the Yule Log. But at, on Christmas Eve, on a certain channel, there would be this um, log or piece of wood burning in a fireplace with the flames. And they would play Christmas music, music over it for 24 hours. Now you can find it on YouTube. If you type in Y-U-L-E space L-O-G, Yule Log, you will find the Yule Log of Christmas. So you can experience that at home, kids, enjoy. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit of something that I remember, you know, with my Christmas experience. Um, but yeah, so the Yule Log is is the first thing I kind of remember connected with the word Yule. And when you do more research, you find out that Yule has a Germanic origin. Um, it comes from the Old Norse Yall, which was um, a pagan festival lasting 12 days. If you know anything about the significance of the number 12, this is interesting. Um, 
it was held to celebrate the winter solstice. So we know that most pagan festivals had something to do with nature. There was a huge connection with nature. Um, the celebration culminated in the singing of Yule songs, the burning of a Yule log. Okay, there's a connection again. And um, a eating of Yule goat, Yule boar, and boar is kind of a wild pig connection there to how some people still celebrate Christmas because people will have a Christmas ham, ham coming from pig, right? And um, general heathenry, heathenry meaning just behaving not Christian-like because when we look at history, right, it's written by the people who are in power and the Christians are still kind of in power. So that's what it's called. General heathenry went on. Things that would not be considered proper or good for Christians to do. Um, connections to modern Christmas, obviously the singing, the food, because many families still have that um, Christmas ham, as I said. Celebrating the return and strength of the sun god. Okay, so we're talking winter solstice. The days are getting lighter again, a little bit more daylight every single day. I think one minute per day. People are really happy because it's been dark, dark times. So they want to celebrate that. Um the pagans used to bring, um, the pagans during Yuletide used to bring evergreen boughs. So a bough is like a branch, a part of a tree from evergreen trees. They, they don't shed their leaves in the, in the autumn uh, into the house. Uh, and this was significant because it symbolized everlasting life. The fact that these trees did not change depending on the seasons and the year. They were always kind of living in green. Um, the Celts and the Norse did this, and surprisingly, here's another connection to Saturnalia, the Romans would also bring evergreen boughs or branches into their house for the same type of significance. Um, historical records suggest that boughs first graduated to the Christmas tree, as we know it today, in the 16th century, so the 1500s, in Germany. Christmas Eve traditions in Germany at that time included an Adam and Eve play on Christmas Eve. So people would get together and watch out, uh, watch out, watch the celebration of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden was symbolized by a paradise tree, which had fruit hanging on it. This paradise tree became the Christmas tree in the home, decorated with candles and fruit and gingerbread, etc., because of the fact that the Christian clergy uh, at the time, probably, I would say Catholic or Protestant, depending about depending on which part of Germany you're in, they didn't approve of these kind of celebrations because, again, there was that general heathenry that happened. Um, so people had to take it inside their homes. So they're still singing songs and they're still celebrating all these wonderful things that they know about Adam and Eve celebration, but it morphs and changes and evolves into a Christmas tree, eventually with a star on top of it, symbolizing the star that the three wise men followed in the story of the birth of the baby Jesus. Jesus was actually born in April. So how do we get what we have today? Well, over time, because these pagan traditions were so strong, the church brought together the pagan traditions with Christian traditions to allow people to celebrate the Christian faith 
in a way that felt familiar to them. So therefore they would be more accepting of it. And that worked really well because we still do a lot of these things today. And then you might say to yourself, so how did we get Santa Claus? Where does, the, where does he come from? How does he fit into this whole Christmas story from Saturnalia to Yuletide to Christmas trees? Well, that is also a really interesting and fascinating history mystery. So let's keep going on our magical history tour. And our final stop is what is modern day Turkey. In modern day Turkey resided a man who was a monk, a religious monk called St. Nicholas. Sometimes people know him as Kris Kringle in Germany or Santa Claus, right? St. Nicholas was born around 200 AD in modern day Turkey. And he was admired for his kindness and devotion to God. He gave away all of his inherited wealth. So he was born into a lot of money um, from his family. And he would have inherited that. That would have been passed down to him eventually. But he gave it all away. And he decided to go to the countryside and travel the countryside helping the poor and sick. So look at that. Look at that spirit of generosity and good and peace and kindness, which we always kind of see emphasized during the Christmas season. Even though we should really be acting this way all year round, it really comes out especially during Christmas time, doesn't it? And so St. Nicholas is kind of giving us that example of how we should behave. And then by the time of the Renaissance, we're talking about the 13 to the 1500s, he was the most popular saint in Europe because of his kind of association with goodwill, kindness, good deeds, good acts. His, um, so he... He was kind of he was really celebrated and really important and then what was happening during that time well the renaissance just before that we had the crusades during the late middle ages and middle ages and what happened was because he was living around the time of 200 200 AD the crusaders from Europe who were in the middle east in turkey and jerusalem and those places there found the bones or the relics of St. Nicholas, and they were actually brought all the way back to Ireland. Believe it or not, just outside of Kilkenny, Ireland, and Jare Point, you can visit the remains of St. Nicholas, and they still re reside there today. There's a really interesting headstone on the grave of St. Nicholas that you can see there. Um, and so once he was brought back to Ireland, that popularization of him as St. Nicholas grew and grew and grew. And then what happened was in the 1800s, you start hearing about Father Christmas, Father Christmas in the UK and in Germany. And you can kind of hear a little bit of it in old, you know, United States um, newspapers and memorabilia and things like that. But really what happened was, you know, the Christmas card industry, Hollywood, all these things formed him into Santa Claus. And Santa Claus is coming from that word Klaus. Um, Klaus, that name is related to Nicholas. So we get this major connection here. And then the colors, you know, the colors of his suit, his beard, that look that we know today came about. Father Christmas was usually dressed in green. So making that connection to the evergreen tree and Yuletide and, you know, the everlasting boughs. Even the Romans of Saturnalia had those evergreen boughs in their house. There was a really strong connection there. But then once he got that 
red and white suit, the white beard, the rosy cheeks, the black boots, and all the reindeer and everything, he became what we know today as Santa Claus. One of the greatest movies that you can watch that really solidified, you know, the look of Santa is the original movie, even though it's black and white, um, Miracle on 34th Street. But let's go back really quickly to that idea of Yule, a pagan festival lasting 12 days. If you've ever heard the song, The 12 Days of Christmas, that's a direct connection to the Yule. So let's just go out on that little connection, The 12 Days of Christmas, and hear this beautiful little tune before we close. On the first day of Christmas, my true sent to me As a child, that was always such a fun song to sing because you really had to remember all the lines that came before because you repeat them every time. The first day of Christmas, the second day of Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know at that time that the 12 days of Christmas, which comes from the Yule Festival, goes as far back as to the times of King Henry VIII. So we're talking again about the 1500s. Um, the late 14, 1500s, the Tudor era in England, the 12 days of Christmas was already strong and firm in the culture of Christmas. And they had a version of this song that are probably one of the earliest versions of this song ever recorded on paper. So there it is, folks. We've done our little magical history tour and learned a lot more about Christmas and its connection to pagan traditions and how the way we all celebrate as humans, it always comes back to nature, doesn't it? There's always some connection with nature. I wish you all a beautiful, happy holiday season. No matter if you celebrate Christmas or not, I wish you peace, love, and kindness in this crazy time of 2020. And um, I want to thank you for listening to us here at Say to Talk. As usual, we're coming to you on pod uh, on um. Our podcast is coming to you on Spotify. You can check out all kinds of amazing courses and opportunities for yourself on SayToCollegeOnline.com. Thank you for listening and have a magical season. Peace out.